Hey Wofford fans, Phil Marcello here, welcoming you into Conquer and Prevail, Tracking the Terriers, presented by Pinnacle Hospitality. Each week on Conquer and Prevail, we will check in with various Wofford Athletic staff members to see what they are doing to keep their programs ready for action. On this episode, we talk with Trent Bunn and Young Perry. We now welcome in assistant coach for the women's basketball team, Trent Bunn. Trent, thanks for talking with us today. No problem. Glad to be here. Prior to you coming to Wofford, you were actually a head coach at the high school level. I believe it was Nightingale High School or Nightdale High School. How did the opportunity arise for you to get back into the college ranks, and what excited you about coming to Wofford? Well, to give you a little background, uh, Coach Merrill and Coach Garrity, we were all together at UNCW uh, for roughly four to five years before me going to uh, Nightdale High School. And uh, I got to Nightdale High School. Uh, I was a department chair for the special ed program, um, just really working with that population of kids. And I was two years before I got back into coaching basketball and started coaching basketball again. And uh, Coach Garrity just reached out to me and uh, talked about bringing the band back together and how you know, he felt I could help the program. And, you know, I, it took me a while to think about it, but he said, just come on down. And then he showed me, you know, the facilities and um, met some of the players and um, history, man. Um, so I just kind of jumped on, jumped on the opportunity um, and, and, and didn't look back. Now, off that, what do you like most about being a coach at the collegiate level? I just think that you have the opportunity to get a, a team, a, a, a full team that's invested and want to be better. Um, I know sometimes at the high school level, um, individuals are playing because they're good at it, but they may not want to play in college. So you have a, uh, individuals with different walks of life. But it seems like at the collegiate level, Basketball is kind of what brought them here, among other things. So they have that invested interest to want to do uh, compete as a team and do their best. So I really enjoyed that they're here to uh, compete and be better and uh, come together as one. Let's jump back a season, back to 2018-19. Um, it was a successful season for the program, 16 wins. You got into the Southern Conference Tournament and knocked off ETSU. What was that season and that culmination, even though it didn't end with a SOCON title, but what did that do? What was it like being a part of that and then kind of raising the bar moving forward? Well, it's kind of just, one, being a part of that was just something special. Again, um, I just credit Coach Garrity to see, you know, for him seeing fit to, to allow me to be part of it. And then um, just seeing the girls do something that, excuse me, the young women do something that, we've never done before. To be a part of that was just special. Um, and then that actually springboarded into our uh, postseason workouts, into our preseason workouts. And then the taste of it, uh, you didn't have to explain to them what it felt like. They, they experienced that themselves, you know, and I, I would say that following was probably the best post and preseason that we've ever had here, um, which led into some of the things that we did uh, that following season. That's awesome. Now, last season was tough down the stretch from an injury perspective, but the team still won 15 games, and you got a lot of contributions from people, you know, all throughout your, your lineup. What do you think from that that you could – what can you take to carry that into next season? 
Well, I think um, because of injuries, a lot of people uh, had the opportunity to have some major minutes. So now through that, experience was gained. Uh, and it's kind of like the saying, like a broken watch is at least twice, two times a day. So instead of focusing on the fact that we were, quote, unquote, broken, we uh, wanted to say, how can we get the best out of this uh, opportunity? Uh, and what actually really helped us is that those individuals that were injured, of the coaching staff and to help bringing those other players up uh, up speed. So, you know, then they can take that experience and move it on into the next season. And it's not like a – the learning curve has now been shortened a little bit. Now, 2020, it's, it's been an interesting year, to say the least. But if fans haven't gotten a feel for you quite yet, you're, you always, to me, are a very positive guy. It's very genuine coming from you. What's been your message? Obviously, you're talking to coaches and your players every day. What's been your kind of outlook and message to the people that you interact with every day? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. Coach G and uh, I was talking about this the other day. And going into 2020, um, I, I was saying that 2020 is the year of perfect vision. Well, <laughs> 2020 hasn't been so perfect. So <laughs> looking, back, looking back at it, you know, I say, you know what, I think – it's a better saying, like hindsight is twenty twenty, mm. And like being able to look back and see what the world is going through, what we've gone through, we can learn from those experiences and be better. You know, and my biggest, uh, my biggest outcry, my biggest message is doing it together, like coming together through unity. Um, and I just believe that coming together, whether it's on the court, off the court, in the world, we can solve a lot of issues that's facing us today. That's awesome. You know, I'm hoping America is just a second half team. We just hit July, so we'll see if we can right. run the other way. Um, Absolutely. Back to the court, or in a sense, off the court, everyone, you know, every coach in college athletics has duties outside of just, you know, being on the sideline during a game. Can you tell us more about you specifically, what you do, recruiting, like positional coaching, things of that nature that the average fan may not know? So specifically, um, Coach uh, Paris and I, we coach the guards. Um, coach Merrill is the post coach, and uh, Coach G is the overseer of it all. Um, but I also work with, like, the alumni relations. Um, I'm really heavy into day camp. Like, I get my teacher itch through working with the, the kids in the community. Um, I also do the community service aspect. But one thing I will, again, give Coach G credit for is that, you know, it's, it's just a pie. Women's basketball is like a big old pie. And he splits it in fourths. And he just, you know, everybody gets a little piece of everything um, to help us, to mold us, and to de develop us. It's not he doesn't put us down one specific lane. So that's one thing that uh, I really admire about our staff is that we get to do a little bit of it all. Um, and that just helps us to grow. And then Coach G even takes on a chunk. Like, sometimes you'll see a lot of head coaches is kind of delegated, but he takes on his chunk as well, and he would get in and work with us and, uh, you know, kick around ideas. And so to answer your question, you know, we kind of all do a little bit of, of, of everything. Let's get to know Trent Munn a little bit better. What Let's do it. What are your hobbies, non-basketball related? Well, if anybody's been around Spartanburg, they know that I love to ride my bike. 
So I'm the, I'm the guy that's riding around town on my bike all the time. Uh, you know, every morning I've been doing a phenomenal job and I'm really proud of myself, but I've been getting up. I ride anywhere from five to seven miles and then I go to eight o'clock uh, cycle bar. And then after the cycle bar, I ride another five to seven miles. But I'm big on my bike riding. Um, every other week I go on hikes. So I go up to the Asheville area um, and I just go on some hikes. Um, but other than that, man, I'm just, I'm so low key, man. Um, so low key, Netflix, Hulu, and, and napping. Um, if I'm not biking and hiking. You got a, you got a favorite show you've been binging recently? Um, I, the, the latest show that I've been binging is Cooks versus Cons on Hulu. Okay. Um, I, I am a self-proclaimed um, TV chef. So if I see the recipe, uh, if I see it on TV, I can reproduce it. Um, I just sent in our group chat a phenomenal um, Cracker Barrel meal with the hashed potato uh, casserole, the blueberry pancakes that rivals Cracker Barrel. So uh, I got a lot of thumbs up for that. That sounds really good. So we'll take Coach Garrity off the table. You can't answer him. He's, he's obviously your number one. But what, what's a, a coach that you kind of try to model yourself out of after or, or idolize a little bit? Well, Believe it or not, uh, Coach Gary and I, uh, and we didn't know it till later in life. We'd known each other for a while. We had the same high school coach. Wow. So uh, one high, I, I, I'll say our high school coach, Coach Phil Spence, he was part of the uh, 1974 NC State Championship team. Um, he's the guy that's synonymous for um, David Thompson tripping over his shoulders to block somebody else's shot. Um, but um, I really patterned myself after uh, – some of my ideas and philosophy after uh, Coach Phil Spence. Um, he just, he means a lot to me. I still talk to him to this day. Um, it's just, I, I, I didn't understand what he was taking me through during the times I played with him. Right. But my very first coaching job, I found myself saying some of the very things um, that he was telling. Um, and then I also had the pleasure of meeting uh, Coach Dungey a couple of times, Coach Tony Dungey through a, a, a good friend of mine. And um, I like to try to try to pattern myself after him. This guy is just, he's just phenomenal. Not a yeller, not a cusser, not a, he's just very strong in his faith. And um, I really try to pattern myself after those two individuals, uh, Coach Phil Smith, uh, Phil Spence, and uh, Coach Tony Nunn. That's awesome. Well, well, Trent, this, this has been a lot of fun. The Terrier family is very fortunate to have someone like you, you know, on our staff, on our campus. And thanks again for joining us today. Absolutely, man. It's a blessing to be here, and thank you for the opportunity. Pinnacle Hospitality is an award-winning hospitality company based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Their growing portfolio of internationally recognized hotels include Hilton Worldwide, Marriott International, Intercontinental Hotels Group, and Wyndham Hotels. Their burgeoning restaurant endeavors are poised to create a uniquely and locally inspired social dining experience. As a full-service management company, their team provides expert management for owners and asset managers. This expert management is carried forward through Pinnacle's vision and mission. Terrier fans, we now welcome in rising senior for the men's soccer team, Young Perry. Young, we appreciate you uh, taking a little bit of time and talking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's start with where you're at right now, because you've been keeping pretty busy just going back and forth, trying to coordinate this interview. Uh, where are you at right now, and, and what are you doing this summer getting ready for fall? 
Yeah, so this summer I've uh, been working my dad doing some construction. Um, he owns his own company, so been helping him out uh, while training. And then keeping busy, you know, with fitness, keeping my level up, um, things like that. So, yeah, right now I'm just, just doing that, trying to fill time, keep myself busy. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the fall, though. And is that, I assume, still in Hendersonville, where you, you're from? Yeah, so Hendersonville, North Carolina, yes, sir. Okay, so being, being from Hendersonville, it's not, not that far. Did you, no, know, no. did you know a lot about Wofford growing up, or did you learn more in high school? Tell us about that process. Yeah, so I uh, grew up coming to Wofford football games because uh, on my mom's side, it's probably over 10 generations um, of my uncles, grandfather, um, cousins went to Wofford and that was pretty much a huge part of it. Um, kind of going into my junior year, I uh, obviously knew I wanted to play soccer. Um, Wofford was always on, you know, school to go to if I didn't play regardless. Um, so it kind of worked out that got the best of both worlds, obviously. That, that's awesome. And as you mentioned, Wofford is a very, very, a good school, great academically, a true student athlete experience. Post playing career, whatever that is, do you have any idea what you want to get into on the, the non athletic side of things? Yes. So, I, you know, plan on obviously uh, last semester coming up here in the fall. And then once that's over, probably start full time working with my dad. Um, actually, turned down a uh, offer job offer in Atlanta as a financial advisor but you know unfortunately I was I like to tell my parents I was kind of cursed with with uh, growing up working outside and being hands-on so the inside job was never for me <laughs> that, hey that's completely fair you got to do something that you're passionate about and that'll that'll follow you long term looking oh, yeah. the, looking towards the fall we we obviously know a lot of things might still be up in the air with scheduling and, and things like that um, but can you talk about what you maybe expect your role to be? Obviously, you're a senior. You've worked yourself more into the lineup as time is gone. So, you know, hopefully coming back regularly in August, what, what do you expect to, to do to lead the team a little bit? Um, just kind of being a good role model. Uh, I thought with the guys that we had in the spring right before we had to leave, obviously got shut down. Um, we had a really good chemistry going. Uh, everyone was gelling together and just being able to bring that the transition of this huge gap that we've had and then integrating the new players with the current players and having that smooth mesh um, so just being a role model and, and trying to show guys that you know it's worth putting in the work in the beginning during practice you know because long term and during games it's going to pay off and that's what's going to get us wins through the fall so and this year coming back you know fortunately for you all will be the same coaching staff how did the team adapt was it a little bit of a slow process learning you know the new coach's style of play last year coach Tyson obviously comes in and he'll be in his second year then you got Alec Purdy and Nick Fanati uh, you know yeah. kind of jumbled back together no I think the guys adapted well to all the coaching styles that they, they possess. You know, Joel's um, a really great coach, Coach uh, Purdy and Coach Finati, um, and they've just brought 
of mentality that I feel like since I've been a freshman, we've kind of lacked. Um, they kind of bring that, we like to call it our warrior DNA. Um, so when we're on the field, we're just killers. You know, we're going out, winning tackles, winning second balls, um, playing a whole 90 minutes to the best of our ability um, and not, not breaking down in, in critical moments. Um, so they've really instilled that in each one of us. And, you know, it's been, it's been awesome to get them back and especially for my last season to have them back. So. That'll be really, really cool. I got to see, you know, a handful of your games last year and very competitive and you could definitely tell the energy uh, that the coaching staff and that you all brought to the field looking on 2019 was there a specific moment that jumps out to you? You know, hey, this is when we all clicked, or maybe was it a win that was felt a little extra special? Um, you know, I the the uh, 2019 season was was tough because I felt like as a team we were you know rolling on all cylinders at times, um, playing really well, um, but there are a few times that we broke down in games where we could have easily won and you know a lot of the a lot of the games in the fall season could have gone our way but small hiccups you know cost the game but probably the, the most important moment or coolest moment was when we were tied with Mercer in overtime went to overtime at our place and uh my roommate Ben Nickel scored the game winner um and you know that was just an exciting experience you know we hadn't beaten them in a while and just really put the kind of all our heads kind of turned and we were like let's make a run for it you know so that must have been a really cool really cool moment let's get to know you a a little bit better uh outside of soccer when you're not working for your dad what hobbies kind of keep keep you busy um I would say I do a lot of cross training on the road bike and mountain bike. Um, so most afternoons or mornings I'll spend riding, um, trying to get, you know, some couple miles under my legs, just helpful for soccer. And then weekends, definitely riding motorcycles and hanging out with friends are uh, probably favorite hobbies. Yeah. Okay. One more question. Uh, favorite musical artist. Ooh. Or you can give me a couple. Let's see. I'll go, I'll go local, a local guy, Aaron Burdett. He's a bluegrass player. So. Okay. That's awesome. That, that, that's fitting. This is, uh, this has been great. You know, North Carolina boy to end it with, with an answer like that. That'll be awesome. Um, Young, you know, thanks again for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate you taking a few time, a uh, few minutes out of your day and looking forward to watching you guys in the fall. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.